after recording this whole episode, I realized I forgot to record a new intro and a new outro. So just, you know, enjoy the raw music while I figure out what the intro and outro are going to be. Okay, let's get to the episode. Hey. Hi. Hello. Is this thing on? I would say it feels weird to be doing this, but I mean, it doesn't because I have been podcasting for the last month. If you don't know, I have a Patreon, patreon.com slash Liz Explains. I've posted a ton of stuff over there, including a conversation with one Troy McEady, where we kind of discuss everything that happened. And then we talked about Sister Wives. It's a great episode. I've done a bunch of stuff this month on Patreon, so it's not that weird to be doing this, but it is weird. Um, If you are not a person that likes to hear me talk about myself, (laughs) I am going to talk about Teen Mom Family Reunion and all the Teen Mom news that I can remember uh, eventually. But I do think that it is worth talking about why I have not posted an episode in three, four weeks. I don't at least three weeks, but I think maybe four. Because not everybody's on Patreon, and I don't know, I think you guys deserve an explanation. I did post on my Instagram, if you don't follow, feathers underscore pod, I did post an explanation there that you can go read. Um, It was the pin post, but I don't, I think I unpinned it because it's not applicable anymore because I am back to podcasting. But if you do not know, here is the story. (laughs) Oh, I already feel very emotionally moved on from this in a way that, I don't know, I really think like EMDR did a really good job of rewiring the way that I like hold on to emotions and that like once I stop being angry about something, I kind of just like, it's just like out of sight, out of mind. And it can actually be hard for me to like pull up the feelings that I was experiencing this is actually very good because I used to uh, feel the crushing weight of those feelings at all times. That's why I had to get so fucking high all the time because at all moments of my life, I was experiencing just like the absolute crushing weight of every bad thing that had ever happened to me and every bad feeling I'd ever had. And I don't feel that way about anything anymore. And that's really lovely. But I will tap back into that and I'll kind of explain what happened if you did listen to the Patreon episode. This is going to be a little bit of a repeat. Obviously, that was more detailed because Troy was speaking with me. It is funny that Troy and I had truly already scheduled that recording before uh, our lives blew up. And I was like, I uh, okay, at first, I didn't want to address this at all. At all. Because I think that you guys know that although I share a lot about myself on here, I don't share current personal issues. Now, in reality, I don't have that many current personal issues. I don't have a lot of drama in my life, like, at all. But if I'm having issues with friends or work or whatever, I very, very rarely, if ever, like, get on mic and talk about it. And it's funny because people like will accuse me of just talking about myself on these podcasts. And I definitely talk about myself a lot. But it's funny to me because I feel like I also hold back a lot about my life. And I've definitely talked about this before. So I at first was like, I just don't want to address this at all. Um, But that wasn't really realistic. And (laughs) 
when I realized I was not going to be able to podcast for a few weeks, well, I guess I could have, but I was choosing not to podcast for a few weeks. I realized I would have to address it. And then when Troy came on, I realized we would have to address it because it would have been fucking crazy not to. So let's go back to the beginning. If you don't know, Feathers in My Hair was started on the Emotionally Broken Psychos podcast network. I actually started as a Patreon exclusive podcast. Under that network, I was the first podcast that was not uh, run by that network owner on said network, right? Like she and I had discussed starting a podcast. Um, I had been wanting to do a team on podcast. I didn't know how to do a podcast. Podcasts were definitely already big at that point, but not the way they are now. This was 2016 when we were talking about this. I had guested on her podcast a lot and I was like really ready to do the Team Mom podcast. At the time, there were no other Team Mom podcasts. There were some, like I remember um, one of like the tabloids, maybe even Starcasm had a podcast in which they would just talk about like reality TV and pop culture stuff in general and they would talk about Teen Mom, but like that was truly it. There were no Teen Mom podcasts and I really saw like a void in the market and I knew that I could talk about Teen Mom and so I was like, this is what I want to do. Um, So I like, I don't remember if like I pitched it to her or we came up with it together. Like I said, I mean, it was five plus years ago at this point, but Feathers in My Hair became a thing. I named it myself. I taught, I bought my own mic. I taught myself how to record. I taught myself how to edit. I figured out podcasting exclusively on my own, right? I did work with the producer for uh, Emotionally Broken Psychos podcast network, and she would help me, you know, she would help me upload and took care of like back end stuff. But as far as like the recording of my podcast, the content in my podcast, putting the podcast out was like very much me on my own. So eventually I go from Patreon exclusive to half of my episodes on like free iTunes, whatever, to half on Patreon and then eventually to fully free. And that was, I don't know, three or four years ago at this point. And uh, there had been drama in the meantime, um, there had been a couple of events that happened that I was not super comfortable with, but I was like, well, it would be a little difficult to leave, right? Like, I <laughs> I was fucking lazy. I didn't know a lot about podcasting, like the back end of podcasting, so like ads and uploading, because at that time I wasn't even uploading my own episodes. Eventually I did start uploading my own episodes. But like I really just like recorded it and sent it off, edited it, gave it a description, a title, but then I sent it off into the ether and my producer would help me upload it. And so it just felt like, I don't know. I was like, well, I'm on that network and the creator of that network is involved in drama right now, but like it's easier for me to stay. So I stayed. And looking back, I regret that. But whatever, I made those choices. I can own up to it. So about a year ago, Troy, who, you know, has been doing a podcast on the same network for almost as long as me, I think he started 
maybe three months after Feathers in My Hair did. And Troy and I are good friends. I love Troy. We talk pretty often. And he told me that he was going to be leaving Solid Listen Network. And I was like, yep, I totally get it. Troy has blown up with Beyond the Blinds. And it didn't make a ton of sense for him to continue doing his podcast, Dunzo, for the amount of money that he was making. Um, I... <laughs> I feel like I've been very straightforward on feathers in my hair that I don't make a lot of money on feathers in my hair. I feel like I've been very straightforward that I don't make any money from the Patreon. So everybody that was subscribed to this all listen Patreon for ad-free feathers, I didn't see any of that money. Um, and ads, I mean, I, I got money from ads, but like not that much. Honestly, like once my Patreon started, the money from ads kind of just became annoying because it was like just more 1099 money to pay taxes on. Like it just wasn't, it was never like, it was like, it was truly like the most I ever made in a month on ads was maybe $500. And that was, (laughs) that was not an all the time thing. So some months I made as little as $45 a month from my podcast because I got paid $10 an episode. Um, And Five dollars was I subscribed to the Patreon and I would get reimbursed. So I'd make forty dollars a month. Uh, some months I would make like one hundred and fifty. Some months five hundred. But like that's about it. And I feel like I'd always been really straightforward on feathers about that. And I, nobody at all listen like listens to my episodes, which is fine. There are only two people running that network. Like I'm not expecting like a super hands on thing. But I had always been really open about it. But to me. I felt okay with it because Feathers is not a huge podcast. I've talked extensively about the fact that I don't really have a lot of interest in growing Feathers because I don't want to make a podcast that's like super consumable for people, right? Like I want to do the podcast the way that I want to do the podcast and it's, I know that it's not for everyone. And so that's fine. And for the last, my God, almost three years now, is that possible? I've been doing the Patreon, which has really been like a life-changing income source for me. And so the money on Feathers is like not a big deal. Troy, however, was now making like full-time podcaster money. And it just did not make sense for him to do Dunzo. And I was like, I totally get it. And, you know, I totally support you. I think that you should leave. It doesn't make sense for you anymore. And I was like, honestly, I should probably leave too. But it just, it's just not worth it for me to leave. So we had been in communication about him leaving for quite a while, and he had sent me, I don't know, maybe like a month or two before he ended up posting it, his final episode. And I was like, hey, I think this is good. I think that you're being pretty fair, uh, all things considered, because there was stuff going on behind the scenes. Like, it did not have to happen the way that it did. And I was like, I think all things considered, you're being really fair. I don't think they're going to love it, but I I think it's the truth. And honestly, I think you've held back a lot. And I think that this is fine. I was like, I don't think they're going to love it, but I think it's fine. So he sends, he sends the episode to Solid Listen and they decline pro posting it. And he sends me a message that's like, hey, I'm, I'm not going to, or they're not going to post it. I'm going to post it on my Instagram because Troy has an understanding that like anything that happens on Solid Listen, like 
I'm part of that. Like, he can't get on mic and talk about money without people being like, well, what money does Liz make? And even though I feel like I've been pretty open, <laughs> like I said, I feel like I've been very open about the money situation. I, like, he has an understanding that it's always, like, going to come back to me to a certain extent. And he's like, I just want you to know I'm posting on Instagram. And I was like, yep, totally support it. Love it. I go, I see he had posted it. It's like a 25 minute episode and I liked it and I like log off. <laughs> the Eagles are playing. I'm watching on via Twitter, like Prince, an interview with Prince Harry. I'm live, laugh, loving, right? So my friend who I had told about Troy leaving a little bit before it ended up happening, messaged me and was like, oh my God, it's going down. And I'm like, is she watching the Prince Harry interview? Like, that's how far removed this was from my head. <laughs> like, I was like, huh? <laughs> like, I, I, that we're in a group chat together. I literally in fear, because I had not picked up my phone. I was doing everything on my computer. In like fear, I went to check the group chat because I don't have notifications turned on for group. Honestly, I don't have notifications turned on for almost anything, but definitely not group chats. And so I was like, oh my God, oh my God, what? what just blew up in our group chat. But I go look at my phone. There are no notifications. And I'm like, mm. like, I don't have any unread texts. And I'm like, huh? Like, what's going on? And she sends me a screenshot of Troy's Instagram story, which is him sharing the email exchange between him and Solid Listen. And I was like, what? And I see he had written, like, I saw Solid Listen posted this on their Patreon, so I'm going to post it here, too. And I thought, no way. No fucking way did they post that on their Instagram. There's no way. So I, I'm, like, shaking in anger at this point. And I am not an angry person. Like, I, <laughs> I don't get angry very often, um... There's just not that much stuff in my life to be angry about. And I go to the Patreon and I see these emails between them and Troy are published in which the network looks so bad, so unprofessional. And I, by name, am mentioned twice as a good example of a podcast employee where Troy is a bad example of one. Basically being like, well, Liz is okay with this. Liz is okay with this. Why aren't you okay with this? And I flipped the fuck out. Just like flipped out. I was so fucking mad. I am shooting off texts to the producer being like, take that fucking shit down. Now, like, I was so mad. I was speaking in a way I do not speak. I like, I was just in a rage. Like, I was like... Uh, you know, I was mad enough that they didn't post the Troy episode, but like it didn't really like that. You know what I mean? That didn't really affect me like that. That was whatever. That was between them. But to see they had posted those emails, I'm reading the comments on the Patreon and everyone is like, I cannot believe that you guys did this. <laughs> like This is so unpro unprofessional. You look terrible. I, of course, because I can't fucking help myself. I get on Reddit. I'm seeing, so what's Liz going to do? What's Liz going to say? Just over and over and over again, you know? Just very, like, I cannot believe I'm being pulled into this. At the time, I was, like, very focused on my name being mentioned, like, very focused on it. But later, as I was, like, you know, I'd calm down and I was reflecting on it, what really upset me was that, like, 
that was posted on a Sunday afternoon. And when you scrolled down this odd listen Patreon, the next post was my episode. And I just felt sick at the idea of feathers in my hair being associated with this, right? Like, this is that, like, that doesn't make any sense. Like, I'm not part of this at all. I don't support this. I have no control over this. Although the emails were taken down because I demanded they be taken down. <laughs> like, like, I, they were taken down because Liz was fucking hot and sending off messages that were like, you better take those down immediately. And eventually they were. But I, w- I was just done. And I had decided that night that I was no longer going to work with the network. I had been um, like just totally, totally sure that I was done. Um, I was ready to give up the name Feathers in My Hair because although we had never signed any sort of contract and I was definitely the one that came up with the name and was responsible for 99% of the production of the podcast. Um, they technically own the name, I guess, and the feed. And so I was like, fuck it. I'm done. I'll I'll make a new team on podcast. I'll come up with a new name. It will be fine. Um, so I, I told them. And I will say it ended very badly. <laughs> the reason I left was because of very bad drama. But... They were very civil about me leaving and allowed me to keep the name and the RSS feed, which is how you are listening now under the name Feathers in My Hair. So that's kind of where I am. I decided I would take a few weeks off, figure out where I was going to host the podcast, just take some time to decompress about all of this. And now I'm back. Um, I almost put it off another week. And then I kind of realized like if I... <laughs> If I keep putting it off, I might never come back, right? Because it's easy to not record a podcast. It's hard to record a podcast, but I am back. I'm glad to be here. I will say I've been like feeling super, super good for the last few weeks. I have been, I bought (laughs) an infinity hoop. Have you seen them on TikTok? It's basically like a hula hoop that has a weight on the end of it. And I love hula hooping, first of all. I want to say I'm an incredibly good hula hooper. It's always been something I've been very good at. (laughs) Um, I had a weighted hula hoop at one point. Uh, One summer, I I had a weighted hula hoop. I was maybe... mm, 19 or 20 and I was at the shore and nobody was down on the week at weekdays and this was when my family saw like the big shore house and I remember I would just like stand in front of the tv in the family room just like doing that weighted hula hoop for a long time it was really fun but I bought that I've been having a blast doing it I've been doing it for like an hour a day well not every day but maybe five or six days a week and I've been trying really hard to eat at home in an attempt to save money. So I've been like eating pretty healthy because when I eat at home, I eat significantly healthier than when I eat out. Um, (laughs) And the last two nights, I've eaten so much shit out. And last night I was really, I had a stromboli on Thursday, which I didn't eat like that much of. So I didn't feel like terrible. Then on Friday, I went to Target after work. And let me tell you, my Target's Pizza Hut and beverage section in general, beverage and food section in general, has been shut down for a year. Every time I go in, I turn my little head towards the Pizza Hut. (laughs) I think, God damn it. Why is that not open anymore? I kind of think the Target's been understaffed and the Beverage Center is like the easiest place to 
cut off staff, right? Like, they don't have to have that open. But I walk in last night, and that fucking thing is open, and there are breadsticks and pizza. And let me tell you, I fuck so hard with a pizza hut breadstick. I love a pizza hut breadstick. Like I said, it had been a year since I was able to have one. There are no pizza huts by me, by the way. Like, I can't... I can't just, like, get Pizza Hut breadsticks. Like, it's Target or bust. Like, none of the other Targets by me have the Pizza Hut at all inside of them anymore. It's really upsetting. And so I was like, well, fuck it. I'm going to get Pizza Hut. So I had breadsticks and then I came home and I had that at, like, five. And then I ate, like, frozen chicken last night and, like, ice cream sandwiches. And I woke up with the worst heartburn of my life. I get really bad heartburn, but in a surprising twist, when I wasn't eating like shit, I wasn't getting heartburn, so I didn't think to take um like an antacid before I went to sleep. I woke up with truly the worst heartburn of my life. Um this morning I have it's still really bad, so I'm like not feeling that great, of course, even though like I was so ready to record this and feel better about it. But of course, I've poisoned myself. <laughs> And I have three different eating events to go to in the next 24 hours, which is (laughs) I have dinner plans tonight, I have brunch plans tomorrow, and then I have to go to a lunch directly after brunch because I agreed to go to this lunch when it was a party at someone's house, which has now been changed to a meal in a restaurant. So I think I have to be there on time. And I guess, I don't know, I think it's a sushi place, so I'll just get like edamame and like you know, I I won't eat a lot. Like, it's easy to eat light with sushi, but <laughs> I've sabotaged myself. So I really wanted to be feeling great when I recorded my Welcome Back podcast, but I'm an idiot, okay? So that's kind of where my life is. I am sorry for leaving you all hanging for the month, but I, you know, I had to make a choice based on my values, and I... That that's just how it had to go. And I had not been making a choice based on my values multiple times in the past in regard to the Solid Listen Network. And I'm really glad that I listened to myself. Once I made this decision to leave, I felt such a peace. I really protect my peace, which is not a phrase I love, but it's true, right? Like you guys know, I work really fucking hard on my emotional sobriety, right? Like being sober is really great and being sober has changed my entire life and it's allowed me to set up emotional sobriety, which means that like I don't have drama. I don't have like crazy high highs and crazy low lows. Like I just, I can't deal with that because the truth is when I feel that way, I don't get high, right? So like when I feel this intense anger. Like, I just have to fucking sit in it. And it sucks. Like, for most people, when they feel that way, they're like, oh, I can just go have a glass of wine and I'll feel better. Or I can eat an edible or I'll go smoke a joint. And like, not saying everybody uses substances, but like, that's not an unhealthy reaction for most people, right? Like, they have something in their life and they're really upset and they can just like have a glass of wine with dinner and calm down and space out and it's fine. And I can't do that. So, when I feel these extreme emotions, I have to sit there and deal with it. And it sucks. And I felt awful. Like I, I woke, this happened on a Sunday. I woke up on a Monday feeling hungover. Like I was like, my stomach hurt, my body hurt. Like I, I could not believe how bad I felt. I felt like I'd been sobbing all night long, even though I actually didn't cry. I cried Monday night when I was 
sending um like a voice note to somebody because I was like my feelings were hurt. That's the thing. Like I if you are listening to this and you're like I don't really get the big deal. And that's fair enough, right? Because like if you haven't been like experiencing the mm, like type of things for the last couple of years like I have uh, just looking at the situation in a vacuum doesn't seem like that big of a deal. But for me, Troy is one of my very good friends. I love Troy so much. I'm so proud of Troy. And the idea that the network thought so little of me to include my name in that and to post it, it just hurt my feelings so bad because I was like, how do you not care about me? Like, you don't you don't care about me. And I don't think it was done intentionally. Mm, let me say that differently. I don't think it was done intentionally to hurt me um, is how I'll say that. I, I really don't. But my feelings were incredibly hurt, like by f- people I considered friends still. I mean, that's a whole other thing. But like I, my feelings were just really, really hurt. And It just showed like Troy had been keeping me in the loop for a fucking year. We had had phone calls about that. One day we talked on the phone for like two hours about this. Uh, We've sent each other voice notes about this. We have a million texts about this. Like he has been every step of the way. Like I said, when he sent me that final episode, he was like, let me know if you have issues with this because he understands that like I'm part of this and he understands if he goes nuclear, I'm part of that, even if I don't want to be. And he had like multiple times expressed like, I don't want to do anything that's going to like fuck with you. And like, I want you to be like, I want you to be on the same page. You know what I mean? Like just in a way a friend does. And I, of course, was like, you do you. Like, I trust you. You are my friend. That is fine. I I know that you are not going to do anything that's going to hurt me. But like, thank you for keeping me in the loop. And so for the network... To not not think of me at all before posting those emails, it was just, it was so hurtful to me. And it also showed me like where where the the true side I needed to be on was, right? Because Troy had kept me in the, in the loop for every step of this way. The network had not. And so my feelings were really hurt. I just... It was just a big deal. And I feel really glad that I made the right choice. I feel really glad to support Troy. Um, I find Troy to be like an incredible, incredible. And I'm glad that, you know, I was able to leave with my integrity and also the name in the RSS feed. So that's where I've been. I don't really know what's going on with ads, but I'm going to take a little quick break here just in case I need to add an ad break at one point. Um, I don't think there are going to be ads on this episode, but just in case. So let's take a quick break and I'll give you some more updates and then we'll talk about Teen Mom. Okay, so I've had some people reach out and be like, but how am I going to get ad-free feathers in my hair? So I am going to add a tier to the Patreon, patreon.com slash Liz Explains, in which I'm not 100% sure what it's going to look like. It's going to be a dollar or two 
where you can just pay to get ad-free feathers in my hair. Um, And if you're a $5 subscriber there or an $18 subscriber, you will also get the ad-free feathers in my hair posted into your feed. I'm going to start doing that next week, I think. But if that's, I'm going to, I'll post about it on the Instagram when I launch the tier. And that's, so if you just like want ads-free feathers, but you're not really interested in, you know, the Patreon and paying $5 a month, which I totally understand, then you can sign up for that low tier and you'll get ad-free feathers. So that's coming soon. And I think that's kind of it for like housekeeping as far as feathers in my hair goes. I'm going to keep uploading the same way that I have. Um, If you usually got feathers in my hair from Solid Listen, Patreon, it's no longer going to be on there. New episodes. The back catalog is still on that Patreon. So everything that you see available on iTunes right now, staying available, staying available for free. But as I said, the first two years, one year, I honestly don't remember how long of this podcast, half the episodes were uh, like available free and the full episodes were on Patreon. So those episodes are still on the Solid Listen Patreon. I've thought about going back and downloading them all, but guys, <laughs> this is like episode 299 or something. Like, it would take a really long time to do that, and I'm just not sure if I want to. And as I said, you know, it was a bad blow up, but I did leave very civilly. And despite everything, like, Solid Listen is where I got the start. It is where it hosted this podcast for many, many, many years. And I feel fine with the back catalog staying on there. So if you are, like, binging and you want to go and listen to those old episodes in full, like, then you subscribe to Solid Listen. That's that's what it is. Um, And I'm totally fine with everybody doing that. Please don't feel like you're, like... <laughs> going against me if you do that, you know, because you're not like it. You're truly not. It's truly fine if you do that. Um, I I don't see myself like taking the time to download all of those episodes and re-upload them somewhere. It's just I don't think that's realistic. I'm pretty busy. <laughs> you know, like I, I, I go to school. I work a job. I have an internship. I do two podcasts. I run a teen girl advocacy group like I randomly do a lot of stuff and I just don't really want to use my free time downloading old episodes of Feathers in My Hair because they exist. Um, I might have them on a hard drive. Some of them are on like media fire from when I first started uploading them. Some are on Google Drive. Like I have access to them. I just don't really see that happening in my future. So ad-free for new episodes? Yes. But if you want to go listen to those old episodes, like pre-2018 or whatever, 2017, um, you will have to find them on the Solid Listen Patreon. So if you have any questions, just send me a DM. I'll let you know. I think that explains everything. I hope that explains everything. I hope you all understand why I took the time off. I just really needed to regroup and figure out everything. And yeah, I've but I've missed you. I've missed you all. I did, of course, like have a moment where I was like, should I just stop doing feathers in my hair? Because my life would be easier if I didn't do feathers in my hair. But I don't want to stop doing feathers in my hair, at least for now. And like yesterday, I was like, wow, I'm really excited to record feathers in my hair tomorrow. Like I'm 
excited to talk to everybody and I was like figuring out what I was gonna say if I should just tell people to go listen to that Patreon app if they want it and then I was like well no I have to fully share I think that's all of the details I'll ever share like there's more that happened which no doy right like but I don't think I'll ever share more because I don't I'm not that person I talk about other people's drama not mine um, you know, my poor friends that truly got like 18 10 minute voice notes like that I sent essentially podcast episodes like detailing all of this. Like that's the way that I'll talk about my drama. I don't want to come on this mic and like bash people that I know. I don't see myself ever doing that, but also, you know, like never say never. Who fucking knows? But I, I don't think that'll be happening. So I understand 100% if people want more juicy details. I do. I really do. Because anytime I hear some fucking drama, as I, it's why I have this fucking podcast so I can talk about other people's drama. I'm like, I deserve to know every detail. I deserve it. And so I want to say, like, if you're listening and you're like, okay, but like, could you tell me more? I get it. I totally get it. That is so valid. I understand. I would never like shame or judge anyone for feeling that way, which I think a lot of content creators do. You know, they'll be like, excuse me, but my personal life is not for your consumption. This is none of your business. But anyway, I'm going to need you to watch 16 TikToks videos a day of me and use all my affiliate links and watch my sponsor content. Like, no, you can't have it both ways, right? Like, either you are selling yourself, which I f- am doing with this podcast, or you're not. And if you're selling yourself and you're making your life public, like, people are entitled to know some shit that's going on. I don't know if entitled is the right word, but people will obviously want to know what's going on. And I respect that and I understand that, but this is what I feel comfortable sharing and I appreciate everyone who has been so supportive. And I also really appreciate the fact that people are accepting the information that I'm giving them and not pushing any further. Like I really, that I want to say like, thank you for everybody who's done that. I don't think I've had a single person DM me and like (laughs) try and demand more details. My comment sections have been so respectful and reasonable. I haven't had to delete anything. Like, I just want to say thank you so much, everybody who supported me through this. It has meant a lot. Um, I give a lot to this podcast and I like I I do it because I really do appreciate the relationships that I've made with people and I do understand the parasocial relationship of it all and I just appreciate the respect that's been given to me in this time and I just want to thank all of you. Okay. Let me write down this time so that people who don't want to hear any of this bullshit can just fast forward to here. Okay, what's been happening in the teen mom world? Wow, a lot, but also not a lot. So I did watch all five episodes of Teen Mom Family Reunion Season (laughs) 2. I'm feeling proud of myself. I watched them all yesterday. Then I went back and read some Reddit posts because I hadn't really been reading a lot of posts because I wasn't watching the episodes in regards to like the Teen Mom Family Reunion stuff. And I think I have a different take than some people. (laughs) I was like, huh, okay, okay, I think I have a different take. And I think it just stems from the fact that I don't fucking hate Brie, which a lot of people hate Brie. And I really don't hate her. Um, Not any more than I 
like hate any other cast member. You know what I mean? Like I there are a lot of issues with Brie. Please do not get me wrong. Please. Please. And I'm not saying I'm on Brie's side with any of this, but I think a lot of the discussion around this is being twinged with the idea that Brie is the devil, and I just personally don't view her that way. So I have a nuanced take for you all. Should that be what my podcast is called instead of feathers in my hair? Nuanced takes. <laughs> I love nuance. I can't help it. But before that, let's like talk about some of the news that's been going on. Um, one big thing is that Amber is fired on pause, has quit, is not coming back to Teen Mom Next Chapter. Now, what does that mean? I don't fucking know. I, I'm not sure if I believe this. Well, I believe something is going on. So supposedly the story that's going around is that after that call with Ashley, which I believe I posted on my Instagram when it happened, where Amber threatens to gut Ashley. (laughs) It's not funny, but like it is funny, right? Amber loses her fucking mind, says she's going to like mutilate her. Um, There is a part of that call that sounds like Amber could be calling Ashley a black bitch. I didn't hear that. I I think I heard her saying whack bitch. I would have to go like look at what my comments were for that time. But I remember being like, I don't hear that. But also it's like not clear. So if that is what she said, like, I don't want this to be like me defending Amber and being like, um, excuse me, Amber was not racist. How dare you say that? Because of course Amber would be racist. Why wouldn't Amber be racist? You know, why wouldn't Amber say that? I just personally don't think it sounds like she said that. But that's just, you know, the Laurel Yanny of it all. By the way, I saw that the dress, you know, the dress was eight years old recently. And I was like, or 10 years old. To me, it feels longer. That was a real time. But yeah, so I think what she's saying in that that little moment is very like, you hear what you hear. And it's not that clear. But I, if that is what MTV heard, I can understand them firing her, right? Like, you have to fire someone for that. Now, I understand the people that are listening at home and saying, but she threatened to mutilate Ashley. Shouldn't you be fired for that? Sure. (laughs) I mean, I guess I feel okay, you know? I feel okay with that. But I also am like, well, MTV's not going to fire someone for that. And I do think it's fine for the line to be, like, being directly racist to a cast member. Like, I think that's a fine line for firing someone on a show where you encourage drama. So supposedly what the Instagrams are saying, which like, guys, this is a an epidemic in all reality TV spaces where these Instagrams are getting way more credibility than they deserve. And people are saying stuff and they're like, well, confirmed. And I'm like, what? <laughs> what do you mean it's confirmed? An Instagram posted it. Like, call me when the network says something or she says something directly. But an Instagram is claiming that Amber was ghosted by MTV. Now, that doesn't make any fucking sense to me. I know that MTV supposedly ghosted Mackenzie, but I also don't totally believe that. I would believe that MTV told Mackenzie, like, we're not sure where we're going with your storyline. We're not sure if it's going to continue. 
and then chose not to renew the contract. But also, like, MTV had been working with Mackenzie for an extremely short amount of time, right? And Amber, MTV has had a working relationship with Amber for 15 fucking years at this point, or whatever, 14 years. Um, Amber has lawyers, managers, like, Amber is a team. I find it impossible to believe that somebody from the production company or Viacom or whatever is not in contact with someone from Amber's team. I just don't believe it. People are like, well, they MTV would do that and they do do that. And I'm like, I mean, I guess, I guess it just doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Now, there are other things going around that Amber quit. Uh, I guess Kate said on a TikTok live because now Kate is... <laughs> Kate and Tyler have discovered TikTok Live and now they're live streamers, basically. She said that Amber told her she quit. Um, I believe that because I believe that Amber quits maybe two times a year would be my guess. Um, We've talked about this when like who was going to be the next one to leave the show. And I've always maintained that Amber could be the one to leave the show because Amber is an impulsive person who hates being on the show. Amber hates it. She hates doing Teen Mom. She hates being famous. She hates being in the public. She hates she hates everything about being on Teen Mom. Now, I see a bunch of people. Amber would never quit. How would she pay her bills? And to that I say, why are you bringing ration and reason into this conversation? Has Amber ever operated in a rational and reasonable place? Because to my memory, she has not. She is not a rational or reasonable person. So I'm not sure why we're assuming that she wouldn't quit her job where she makes a ton of money and has essentially no other skills to work anywhere else, why that would stop her from quitting her job. Would that stop me from quitting my job? Yes. Would that stop you from quitting your job? Yes. But Amber, as I've said a million times, does not live in the same reality as many people. And I don't think she thinks of things like that. I also think she has an incredibly high ego. um, And I believe she thinks that she has gotten everything in her life by working hard. Now, you all know that I think the team mom should actually be paid more, that their job is incredibly hard. I can't imagine having an asshole like me on a podcast mic talking about me every week. I truly cannot imagine that. It is a hard life. I really, I do believe that being famous is not for the weak. But I think that in Amber's mind, everything she has is because of some sort of skill that she has. And that's the difference. Because I will say, like, I think it is hard work. I'm sorry. I know a bunch of you are rolling your eyes, but I do. But it's not skilled work, right? And that's the difference. Um, And I mean that even less than, like, you know, they say, like, fast food isn't skilled work. But of course it is. There are plenty of people that can't work fast food because they're not good at it. I worked in restaurants. There are so many fucking people that cannot be servers. There are people that can't be hostesses. Do you know how many fucking 17-year-olds I worked with that did not have the capacity to be a hostess? Many, 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 many of them. Many people cannot work in retail. Retail is a skilled job. You have to learn how to fold. You have to learn how to deal with customers. You have to learn how to work the registers. Like, I don't like really the term of unskilled labor because, in my opinion, almost all labor requires skill. But I would say... Amber does not have a particular skill that has gotten her to the place that she's gotten where she's making $600,000 a year, right? 
But I think Amber believes she does. So when you sit there and you're like, well, she couldn't leave. Like, what else would she do? To that, I say, that's she doesn't think of things like that. She probably thinks that she's going to be a movie star. You know, like, like if you ask Amber what you're going to do next, she's probably going to say, I'm going to be a famous musician. Like, it's not nothing she does is based in reality. So I could believe that she quit. I could believe that MTV fired her. I don't personally believe that she was ghosted. I could also believe that I think Amber quits a lot. My thing is, it's like, I'll believe this when we get a new season of Team Mom the next chapter and she's not on it. Right? Like, that's when I'll believe that Amber is not on this show. I could see Amber quitting, Amber believing she's quit, Amber telling everyone she's quit, and then two weeks before filming is supposed to start, sign a contract and she's back on this show. I bet that's happened. I've seen a lot of people say, well, what does this mean for Gary? Um, I don't think he's going to be on the show. So far, somebody leaving means that we no longer see their extended universe. There has not been any exceptions to that rule. But do rules matter in Team Mom Next Chapter? Because is Team Mom Next Chapter a little bit like Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip, where the classic Housewives rules are thrown out the window? Maybe, right? Like, maybe maybe that's the case. So maybe they could keep Gary on. I just don't, I don't really see that happening. Um, I wouldn't be shocked if they did, just because it's clear they're throwing anything to the wall and seeing what sticks. But I don't think that will be the case. So, you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, Another news, Chelsea's HGTV show premiered. It is, I've not watched, but the pictures are terrible. She has terrible design taste. Surprise, surprise. But they did get a second season, which I'm not surprised about at all. Um, Chelsea's famous. She has a really engaged fan base. And I think this show is very cheap to produce. So what does HGTV have to lose by giving it a second season? As long as they're getting some views and comments on Instagram, you know? So mazel tov to Chelsea and Cole. Like, I, their design is terrible. Everything they do is bad on that show. But they still got an HGTV show. Now they're getting a second season. So, like, props to them. Every girl on Team Mom would kill to be in their position. And that's just the truth. Okay, another big news story. Well, Kate and Tyler finally paid off. Well, not finally. They actually, all things considered, they paid off a million dollars pretty quickly, like in an impressive speed. But their taxes are all paid off. They sold their octagon, or they're selling their octagon house. I don't know if it's sold yet, but they bought a new McMansion. Um, I love that Octagon house. I love it. But I do understand. I was looking at like the old Zillow listing for it. It has like two bathrooms, um, really small rooms. The layout is super cool, but I can understand for a family of five where you have three little kids, it's like not a great layout. And I can understand wanting to upgrade to a home with five bedrooms, six baths or whatever it is, right? Like in an open floor plan, in a basement. Like I I can see why they were growing out of the Octagon house. I think that house was probably really great when they just had Nova, pretty good when they had Veda, but now with Raya as well. That's that baby's name, right? Raya? With Raya as well. I think that they probably feel like they want some more space. So they bought that house and they're having drama with Caitlin's sister. So we're going to talk in a minute about Team Mom Family Reunion, but April's on there being a mess. <laughs> it is not good. 
Oh my God. I, it's really actually quite bad, I would say. April's appearance on this show. Kind of almost shocking just because we don't see her in this type of capacity on the show. And you're like, oh no, April's still a really bad alcoholic. Which like, yes, we knew. And they even like had to confront her on camera and tell her she can't be around the kids when she's drinking. So I knew the drinking was getting bad again. But something about seeing it on camera this way has been really jarring. So Caitlin's little sister, who was in the Being Kate special, if you remember, she was living with Caitlin and Tyler at that point, went on Instagram Live and basically, or maybe TikTok Live, but she went on Live and basically was like, fuck Caitlin and Tyler. They made up everything. Everything is fake. They only gave the baby up for adoption for a storyline. Caitlin has no trauma. April's a great mom. Just like railing them in a truly awful way um and then her little brother nick at one point made a video defending april and i'm like what are we doing here um the sister called kate selfish and that she never did anything for her and caitlin and tyler fucking responded and to that i say good for them look in the long run was it a good idea to respond i don't know probably not just because getting in drama is rarely good in the long run right but I'm glad Kate's sticking up for herself. She posted fucking screenshots of her sister posting on Facebook. Like, thank you, Caitlin and Tyler, for buying me a trailer. Thank you, Caitlin and Tyler, for buying me this. Basically being like, oh, so I don't do anything for you? Like, I was like, yes, Kate. Then she got on live and basically just explained that, like, her trauma is very real. That obviously this is not fake. Like, I the idea... The idea that Caitlyn's trauma is faked for TV is the biggest bullshit I've ever heard in my life. Do I believe everything that happens on these shows is real? No, of course not. I'm not stupid. Like, I know how reality TV works. I call out fake scenes all the fucking time. But we saw Butch in April. (laughs) We know that Butch went to prison for multiple years through domestic violence. We know that Kate moved 18 times before she was 15 or whatever the amount was. We know that April called her a bitch on camera. We know that April threatened to hit her on camera. We know at certain points Kate had to go live with her grandmother. We know all of this to be true. We know April's an alcoholic. Kate's also recently talked about the fact that she was molested. Like, we we know that this stuff happened. We know this for a fact. We know that April's significant others like attacked Caitlyn like the idea that that is not real is so insane to me and that I will say interestingly enough like the team mom community seems incredibly supportive of Caitlyn and Tyler in this even though a lot of people really hate them I think that we all can agree regardless of our opinion on Kate and Tyler, that Caitlin had a traumatic life and a very hard childhood. And so the idea that like her sister would have the nerve to be like, that's all made up is so crazy to me. Fuck her. Like I said, do I think Kate might regret going so public with the response? Maybe, you know, like maybe just because like you regret when you get into drama a lot. But I think it's good she set up for herself. Fuck that family, Kate. You need to cut off your family. You need to cut off your mom. Oh, my God. Does she need to cut off her mom? Her mom is so awful. Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, I think that's kind of it. Oh, Kale still hasn't announced if she had a baby or not. 
I'm constantly seeing people upload things like here's a formula mixer in the background. Here's a baby bottle. I, I I don't know. I was so I was like, I don't think she's pregnant. Then I was like, I guess she's pregnant. And then I was like, yeah, she definitely had a baby. And now I'm like, I don't fucking know. I don't know. I'm so confused. If she's hiding this baby, I don't think it's out of shame because I don't think Kale experiences shame in the traditional sense. So honestly, I really I don't I don't know what the answer to this Kale baby thing is. I think that's it for big T-Mom news that's happened in the last few weeks. Um, I'm sure there's been more, but those were the ones that really stuck out of my head. And obviously the rest has to do with, like, the drama on Family Reunion. So I'm not going to do, like, a concise recap of all of these episodes because, as I said, I watched five episodes. I'm also definitely not going to be recapping this every week. I actually might not recap it at all going forward because the last episode ended with them all getting COVID. (laughs) And half the cast has left. And I'm like, I don't know if this will be worth talking about. The thing that was worth talking about already happened. The fight. And I just don't, I don't, I'm not sure there's anything left to discuss with this show. So I do think next week I'll be in throwback episodes. And we'll see kind of going forward what happens with Family Reunion. So at Family Reunion this season is Macy by herself. Because her mom was on vacation and couldn't come. Cheyenne and her mom, Margaret, who you guys know I love. <laughs> I love Cheyenne's mom. She's very funny on this show. I think she's a very normal lady. And being in this situation is, like, shocking to her. Like, at one point, she's like, I'm too old to fight. <laughs> it's Caitlin in April. And Tyler ends up coming as well, eventually, a few episodes in. Amber's there by herself. She said her mom is too sick with medical issues to come, which, um, (laughs) based on what we saw in marriage boot camp is probably true. I think it's good that her mom is not there. Her mom is not a well woman. You know, I don't, I don't think she could handle this. Um, Brie and Roxanne are there. Pastor T and Ashley are there. By the way, Pastor T is saying that she's not a pastor or a Christian anymore. She says she's Hebrew, which I'm pretty sure means Hebrew Israelites, which are a really anti-Semitic group. It would actually really make sense because uh, Ashley's sister, Chris, was posting really, (laughs) was really hardly going Team Kanye and posting a lot of anti-Semitic Jews around the world bullshit. So it would make sense if they're involved with the Hebrew Israelites. Um... I'm assuming that's what she means when she says she's Hebrew, but then she also says she's not religious, so I don't know. She also was trying to claim that she's never said she was a pastor. What the fuck are you talking about, T? We There is an episode in which we see you in your collar, like, preaching at church because Ashley and Barr go to see it. Like, what? what are you talking about? There are videos on YouTube of her being a pastor. I... I don't I don't understand what planet T is on, honestly. It that is so fucking confusing to me. I was never a pastor. Well, yeah, I don't think you were ever a real pastor, probably, but you claimed you were a pastor. That was those were your words. We did not come up with that storyline. You didn't just pop up on TV and all of us were like, oh, she's a pastor. Like Girl, where do you think we got that information from? It wasn't our own heads. You presented it to us. 
So they're on the show. Um, then Team Mom, Young and Pregnant Girls come, which is Kayla and her mom, Jamie, Kaya and Tiffany. You know I love Tiffany. And you know what? I love Kaya. I have trouble with Kaya when her and TAs are screaming at each other because it's really triggering to me. The way that they scream is upsetting to me. But I love me some Tiffany. I love Kaya's mom and sister. I always have. I think Tiffany is like great in this scene. I think it's really good. Oh, Jade and Christy are also there, which poor Jade has to share a room with Christy. And Christy is like horrible sleep apnea and snores the whole night. I'm like, get Jade her own hotel room. <laughs> Let her have her own hotel room. She deserves it. And of course, Coach B is there, who was the therapist in team mom reunion season one she is a therapist they're calling her coach i think that probably has to do with ethical reasons and i think it's probably a good idea right like i think that they should be calling her a lifestyle coach or whatever a life coach over a therapist if she's going to be on tv doing sessions i think that that definitely makes sense so the concept of this is that kate has invited everybody for this family reunion and to that i say why are we doing that Speaking of fake reality TV, we have broken the fourth wall. Why are we pretending that Kate planned a trip with her mom, April, to bring all of the girls and their mothers together? How does that make any fucking sense? Please, how does that make any fucking sense? Because it doesn't make any fucking sense to me. And they did the same bullshit last year where they were like, Macy and Cheyenne planned this. And it's like, no, they didn't. And that's okay. MTV planned this. We all understand this because they're on an MTV show, which they openly talk about on this show as well as their other show. So, like, why are we suddenly, like, only half breaking the fourth wall? It's... It's very confusing to me. I don't know why we need to keep up this charade. I don't know why we can't be like, MTV thought it'd be a great idea for everybody to get together with their moms. It'd be a really good experience. It would make for good TV. Because they're not, I would say, yeah, makes sense. So they're all together and I'm a little confused on where they're staying because their rooms look like they're in a hotel, but they're in a house type of setting. I don't know. I might have missed it. This is obviously phone watching, except... I will say before I recorded this, I put the fight up on my big screen TV. Remember we talked about big screen TVs. <laughs> when someone had a big screen TV at their house, ooh, that was like the highest height of luxury, in my opinion, a big screen TV. But I put it on my TV so I could like see it in full view. But they're all together. They're doing these dumb activities. They have to do this activity where they're like, being honest with themselves and the mother about like the mother's failures and April is awful during it she's awful to the point where like other moms and their confessionals are like yikes um that was really weird that was not good uh poor Kate is (laughs) out of her mind triggered I feel so bad for Kate because like Kate Go back to therapy and, like, really work on this because you should not have this type of relationship with your mom. You should not be this close with her. She is a toxic person who has not changed. I think on Kate's end, she's like, well, I've forgiven mom for everything. And it's like, okay, maybe you have forgiven her for your childhood. But, like, she still sucks. (laughs) She's still really bad. You don't, you do not need her. But cutting off a parent is incredibly hard. I understand why she doesn't want to do it. I just, um, I wish she would. 
So tensions are kind of high. Roxanne and Pastor T do not like each other. We know Brie and Ashley don't like each other. And apparently there was a point in which Brie and Ashley were fighting and Roxanne got involved and then T got involved. It's so stupid to me. It's so stupid. But there's also another issue in which Ashley had made a post that was about Kaya. I don't know what the post was, but Kaya is like, it was 100% about me. And Ashley, being the passive aggressive bitch that she is, was like, uh, that was not about you. But, you know, if the shoe fits, wears it, wear it type of thing. So they get into a fight and T gets online and is like cursing out Kaya. Kaya's young, by the way. Is Kaya even 21? Like, Kaya's young. Isn't she only 17 in her first season of Young and Pregnant? Like, I don't think she was 18 at that point. Maybe she's 21, but she's she's very young. And Tiffany, who I like very much, very, very much, is like, I don't understand why T came at Kyle online. Like, T and I had a relationship. I think they had met at reunion. She's like, we really liked each other. And I don't understand why T wouldn't, like, message me if she had a problem with my daughter. I don't like it. So here's the thing. I've seen a lot of talk about how Brie... Okay, how do I want to say this? I think a lot of people are confused as to why the cast hates Ashley. And they're like, but Brie is just as bad. And I understand that to an extent. And this is not me, Brie, defending Roxanne and Brie. Because they both are fucking nuts and do nutty shit on the internet and on the television. But I will say... Brie does not come after other cast members. She has gone after Kale and she's gone after Ashley. Beyond that, Brie doesn't have drama with other cast members. And that's the difference. And I don't, I feel like people aren't wrapping their head around that because they're like, why are they defending Brie? Why are they defending Brie? Because they don't like Ashley because Ashley is a bitch to all of them. And I like, I kind of feel like I'm taking crazy pills that people don't understand this. Brie is, or Ashley has had individual fights with almost every person in this house. She's fought with Kayla. She's fought with Kaya. She's fought with Jade. She's fought with Brie. Like, she has had so many fights with people. They do not like her. They don't like Ashley. Ashley is incredibly mean to them. She starts a ton of drama online, and they just, they don't like her. They never really have The Young and Pregnant Girls have been fighting with Ashley since the jump because Ashley has always been awful to them. And like they just don't like Ashley. So they're going to be on Brie's side. Now, you could say they don't have to be on anybody's side. And that I like I definitely agree with. They don't have to be on anybody's side. But at the same time, like Brie is their friend, right? Like (laughs) they like Brie. Brie is nice to them. They like hanging out with Brie. She's really accepting. She doesn't make drama with them. So they don't have a problem with Brie. They have a problem with Ashley. And that's why they're always going to be on Brie's side. And I feel like people are acting like that's insane. But I'm sorry, that's called normal human interactions. You are going to be on the side of the person that you're friends with. (laughs) If someone, like... 
If someone has spit on you in the past, which Ashley tried to spit on Kayla, don't forget, if someone had done an Instagram Live talking about how much they fucking hate you, if someone's mom has come after you repeatedly, like, you're not going to be on their side. And that is Ashley's downfall every time. Ashley is incapable of maintaining relationships with anybody on this cast. I kind of think she's incapable of maintaining relationships in her life. I would, I would assume right? Like, I I highly doubt this is isolated to the cast of Teen Mom. I highly doubt it. I mean, it's possible, sure, whatever, but I doubt it because I think that this all has to do with Ashley's mental health issues that she does not treat, which I've been talking about this entire time that we've she's been on our TV. I mean, we saw that fucking live of her punching herself in her face, like, in the head so that she, I don't know why she was doing it, but while fighting with Barr, They were on Instagram Live fighting and Ashley started hitting herself. And I don't think she was doing it in like a Marky Mark like type of way. I think she was maybe doing it as self-harm, right? I don't like I think I've seen some people be like to say that bar. She did that to say that bar hit her. That was never my interpretation of it. To me, it always looked like out of control, uh, out of control mental state that then turned into self-harm. We know Ashley is unwell right? She has an incredibly chaotic life. Her and Bart are incredibly unstable. She goes off on people that have nothing to do with Teen Mom because we saw that fucking video of her screaming in those elderly landlords' faces to the point where I thought she was going to hit a 75-year-old woman. Like, we we know how Ashley acts. And Brie is a fucking mess. Roxanne? Even messier. They fight with people. They're always in drama. But she does seem to be aware enough to not fight with people like outside of Kale. <laughs> like, and the reason she fights with Ashley is because Ashley starts with Kale. And also, Bree is friends with Jade. And Ashley has always been awful to Jade for seemingly no reason. <laughs> like, if you'll remember... When Jade got Team Mom 2, Ashley got on the internet and was like, they actually asked me first and I turned it down. She She's their second choice for no reason other than like she was embarrassed that she didn't get picked. Like that was not true. We all know that was not true. It never made any fucking sense. We talked about it on this podcast. We I said it would be like you're in the minor leagues and you got called up to the show and you said, no, thanks. I'd rather be here. Like nobody, nobody would ever do that. It doesn't make any sense. Except Ashley decided to do that because Ashley lies a lot. Brie lies too, I think. Brie, but not about like other cast members so much. I don't know. I just like, I hope I'm making clear that I don't think Brie is drama free because she's not. She is not. Brie is a fucking menace. Brie is out of control about so many things. Brie gotten all this bullshit with Kale for no fucking reason. Brie creates a ton of drama in her life. Roxanne just adds to it all. But when it comes to Ashley versus Brie, I understand why the cast is on Brie's side. Because like it or not, that's their girl, right? Like, that's their girl. And Ashley's not their girl. So they're not going to be on Ashley's side. It's just, it's that simple. So, Basically, there are two fights that happen. At first, they're all sitting down to dinner and T and Roxanne start getting into it. I was trying really hard to pay attention to who got up first, like stood up from the table, right? Because they almost pop up at the same time. But I am pretty sure 
T and Ashley were the first ones to stand up, and then Roxanne and Bree stand up. Roxanne then grabs a chair to, like, hit her, because Roxanne's fucking nuts and escalates stuff. Always. We know that Roxanne escalates stuff. She loves to escalate. That's her favorite fucking thing in the world to do, to escalate fights. That's what she always does. But they're screaming at each other. They're all out of control. To me, it almost kind of didn't matter who stood up first, because they were both just so in the wrong there so in the wrong. None of that fight had to happen. Roxanne is acting insane. They like pull her out of the room. She's like (laughs) slamming on the window because they're like eating outside. Uh, Then April decides to get super involved because April's wasted. Um, There's a scene in which she's like, I need more drinks. And Larry goes, Uh, No, I think uh, we're done with the alcohol for tonight. And she goes, what? Am I a child? Am I a child? You're telling me when I can't drink? Like, she's fucked up. And I'm like, oh, no. So she's screaming at Roxanne, giving Roxanne the finger, escalating things. Poor Caitlin is so upset. They already earlier in the day had this weird exchange in which April was basically like blaming Kate for still being mad at her. Kate was all upset. Then April's fucking drunk at dinner, creating more drama. And it's just insane, right? Like, they're all screaming at each other. It's out of control. Eventually, Kaya and Tiffany start coming at T and Ashley because they're like, we don't do this. And Kaya's like, but you do. And Tiffany's like, yeah, you did it to us. And I didn't like it. And T does apologize, right? And that's another thing. I think a thing that people don't like about Ashley is that she always apologizes and then doesn't stand by what she's saying. From my memory, Brie doesn't really do that. She doesn't agree to apologize in the first place, right? Like, So, I like, I'm not sure that's a better trait, but I think as far as, like, when you are creating relationships with people, there are many scenes in which Ashley is apologizing for certain behavior and promising not to do it again and saying it wasn't personal. And then a week later, she's doing the same exact behavior. So I understand why people don't really want to hear apologies from Ashley, right? Because she apologizes a lot, but then doesn't change anything. So there's also a moment in which Amber is like telling Kaya to stop. And Kaya's like, well, I'm just sticking up for myself. And Amber's like, we don't fight with the cast. And Kaya goes, what are you talking about? <laughs> she goes, what about your fight with Farah? And Amber goes, that's different. That, no, 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 that wasn't like this. Then, of course, we get the lovely, lovely flashback to, <laughs> ah, the lovely flashback to um, the reunion fight in which Amber tried to hit Farah. I love that. That was great editing. Kaya is being... Kaya's really, like, making me laugh in this because she's like, what is this bitch talking about? She's acting like we've created all the drama when she was the one that had drama with Farrah for years. For years. Why is Amber acting like she's above all this? Very true. Good point. Um, I get Amber was trying to just, like, stop escalate. Like, she wanted to de-escalate stuff, which is, you know, things have gone wrong if Amber's the one that's trying to de-escalate fighting. <laughs> Things have gone really bad, if that's what's happening. But they eventually make up. Everybody kind of calms down. Production gets both sides to agree that they can calm down and, like, coexist together. So Bree and Roxanne are standing in the kitchen, and Ashley and T come into the kitchen. And honestly, this is where 
I'm like, I'm on Brie and Roxanne's side. I'm sorry. Because here's the thing. You've just gotten into this huge fight. There has been absolutely no resolution. Why are you in the kitchen right now? Why? Why are you doing that? Why are you coming and standing one foot away from these people? Go to your room for a little bit, right? Calm down or go sit outside. And then you can go into the kitchen after Brie and Roxanne leave. Like, you don't need to be in the kitchen at the same time as them. You can ask somebody, like, hey, could you go get us some food? We're really hungry. Ask a producer. Like, the fact that they go into the kitchen knowing Brie and Roxanne are there, it's like, to me, they were they were ready to fight. Like, I... I <sighs> I think Roxanne kind of kept the fight at the table going because she would not calm the fuck down. But once everything had been calmed down and Breen and Roxanne are in the kitchen, like not fighting with people, it just makes zero sense that Pastor T and Ashley would want to put themselves in the same room, and not just in the same room, but truly within about three feet of each other. Because what happens is Roxanne goes to walk past, like Pastor T's back is turned and she's like standing next to a counter and like the kitchen island is behind her and Roxanne like squeezes through to walk by and it's hard to tell. They show a replay of it. I don't know if Roxanne like grazed her, but if she did, it was not, it wasn't on purpose. Like she it was like the arm of her sweatshirt, right? Like she's clearly trying to get around her. It is there is no intentional harm done there. And T snaps around and is like, you could say, excuse me, you bumped into me. You need to say, excuse me. And that's where it all goes. And like, in my opinion, that was T starting this fight. Like they had de-escalated. Everything had calmed down. And then T decided to make it going again. Like there was no reason for her to do that. Ashley and Brie let, or Ashley and Brie, Brie and Roxanne let Ashley and T come into the kitchen without saying anything, right? They were like, what the fuck? But they didn't say anything. They were not fighting further. And T decided to escalate it again by doing that because there was no other way for this to end but another screaming match because T started a fight, basically. Like, that's really the only way to describe it. I, I don't know how, you know, like... That's what it is. Like, I think that Roxanne and Brie are so in the wrong for so many things that happen on this show. I think the fight at the dinner, Brie and Roxanne did not need to get as hyped as they did. I think Roxanne picking up the chair was really bad. I think her refusing to calm down when she was out of the room was really bad. I think that them fighting online was really bad. Like, I think Brie and Rox made a million bad choices. But I'm sorry, this physical fight that happens is T and Ashley's fault. It is. That didn't, there, it just didn't need to happen. They were not filming like a group scene. They were not all sitting together at a table like they were earlier when this happened. It's so, it's just, it's so stupid. So suddenly everybody is fighting again because Roxanne's like, what the fuck? And immediately Ashley goes, okay, you want to fight? Like, she's like, you want to go toe to toe? Let's fight. Because Ashley knows that this is what's going to happen. Brie somehow gets up on the kitchen island. (laughs) They're screaming at each other. She's like, I'm going to kick you in your throat to Ashley. (laughs) Once again, not on Brie's side. I'm not on Brie's side here. Like, this is so bad all around. Roxanne did not need to respond to T. When T said that, Roxanne could have went, no, and walked out of the room. Right? Like, there was no reason for Roxanne to respond. 
Also, Roxanne and Bree, once T and Ashley came into the kitchen, also could have walked out. Right? They they had the power. Like, I believe T and Ashley started it, but Bree and Roxanne were full and willing participants in escalating this and like having this go on. Please do not get me wrong. So Bree is like standing on the kitchen island screaming. It's hard to even hear what any of them are saying. And Ashley hawks a fucking loogie at Bree's face, like full on spit right in the face. And it's on. Suddenly, Pastor T has a wine bottle in her hand in which she's swinging. Uh, Bree picks up a like a hydro flask, which is heavy, and throws it, and thankfully didn't hit anybody. Like, it lands next to Ashley. They're all screaming. Production has Brie, like, they're, like, rocking her like a little baby, basically, to keep her away. Like, they're all hands in. It's a mess. It's a fucking mess. Um, They separate everybody, and they go up to Ashley and T, and they're like, you guys got to go tonight. We, we have to figure out what happened. And Ashley's like, they started it. And I'm like, girl, what? Ashley's cursing out the producers. T's cursing out the producers. They're so mad. They're so upset. Like, they're not just like, okay. Yeah. Like, a sane person would be like, yeah, get me out of here. Get me out of here. Like, Ashley knows that she spit on Brie. And I think Ashley's thing is like, once Brie started yelling, she started a physical fight. And I can understand that to a certain extent, right? Because Ashley made it clear she wanted to fight. Ashley made it very clear she wanted to fight and Brie became a willing participant. I think spitting on people is fucking gross. I think that is so gross. Um, And I think that if she had been able to get physical contact with Brie, she would have punched her in the face. And like, it's unacceptable, right? Like, it's unacceptable behavior from all of them. Brie picking up that hydro flask and throwing it. She could have really hurt someone. Like, she shouldn't have been standing on the fucking counter. It's unacceptable behavior all around. And MTV was right to ask Ashley and T to leave because then they also ask Brie and Rox to leave. But Ashley's like, watch the fucking tape. I didn't do anything wrong. I have no regrets. And it's like, well, that's not going to win you any favors either, Ashley. They didn't say that they were going to make Brie and Roxanne leave as well, but it doesn't really matter. Like, you should know if you get into a physical altercation like that, they're going to make you leave for the night. Like, a, like I said, a reasonable person would be like, whatever, bye. Like, fuck you guys, bye. They're so mad. So then they tell Roxanne and Brie, who react in a much calmer way, they're a little like, but we didn't start it. And MTV is, Larry is like, but it doesn't really matter. We have to, like, review the footage, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, okay, fine. They're not, like, happy-go-lucky, but they're not causing a fit over this. So it eventually gets determined that they, both sides are going to leave because the contract clearly states there can't be physical contact on either side. And Ashley spitting the loogie is physical physical contact and Brie picking up the hydro flask and throwing it was physical contact. And... Brie is, like, pretty upset by this because she's like, what the fuck? Like, I didn't, I was defending myself. They started a fight. And I do understand that to a certain extent when it comes to, like, are you in the right or the wrong? But once again, like I said, they she didn't need to escalate it. She didn't need to be screaming at Ashley like that. She did not need to pick up a fucking bottle and throw it. Like, everything that Brie did did not need to happen. And she violated her contract. And it's right they sent her and Rox home. For sure. I think it's totally made sense that they uh, sent them home. I will say, though, at the same time, like, MTV actually is the one that caused this fight, right? They knew they all hated each other. And yet, 
they still decided to bring them here. As I said, Ashley and T also get sent home. Jade like flips out and is hysterically crying that Bria to go home. And I'm like, could you relax? Like, you'll be here probably for four more days. Like, it's really not serious. You like, it's fine. I didn't, I did not understand her reaction at all. Kate is flipped out. She's just fucking flipped out. And so she calls Tyler and has Tyler come because her anxiety is so bad, which that's nice, I guess. Um, but yeah, so I've seen a lot of people say that this is Bree's fault, which I just, I don't really agree with. I also saw someone say that MTV is clearly making, like clearly siding with Ashley and T, but I don't think that's true either. I didn't really get the sense they were siding with either people, like based on the way this was edited and presented. Like, I don't, I don't think they were trying to make either side look justified I think I think we're supposed to draw the conclusion that both sides are fucked up and look I'm sorry when it comes to the cast like they're gonna be on Bree's side because they don't like Ashley and they saw Ashley spit and they under like I understand the idea that like it Bree was defending herself once Ashley like made physical contact but at the same time like that's not acceptable you are still sent home it's in your contract but I can understand why the cast is like huh that doesn't make any sense um I will Cheyenne is the one that's like well it's in their contract they gotta go (laughs) I think Cheyenne had the best take on all of this personally everybody else is on Bree's side um it also this is when it comes out that Ashley is pregnant after they fight Kate is like I think she keeps going to Ashley, but you don't need more stress right now. You don't need more stress right now. And then she's saying to other people, like, I think Ashley's pregnant because I saw her with a bump and I asked her. But it was a little confusing. It's like if it had been confirmed or if she just thought it. And this is where everybody is, like, horrified. They're like, why did she start a fight if she's pregnant? Which is not a bad question. Oh, I forgot to add. The other thing that's going on at this time is Ash Barr had gotten arrested three days before they came and that day, she had found out that he was being extradited to California. So she was just a fucking mess. They had that really bad car accident, remember? Then Barr gets arrested. Like, she was not in a good spot. She's pregnant. She's exhausted. She was sick. Like, I, Ashley was not in a good spot, for sure. But you can't spit on people. <laughs> like, you just can't do that. You also can't start fights with every single person on the cast and then expect them to be on your side. That's just not how humans work. It's just not, it's not it's not going to result in people liking you. There's a reason people don't like Ashley. And, and that's just the truth, right? Like, they just don't like her. Um, And they really are like, what the fuck at her fighting while pregnant? They really cannot understand it. And I can't say I understand it either. <laughs> it's a little conf- Well, I mean, I do because I don't think Ashley is in a reasonable state of mind when she's acting like that. You know what I mean? Like, she is being incredibly impulsive. She's not thinking. <sighs> so Ashley and Brie both have to go home. Their moms go home. And then the whole cast gets COVID. <laughs> and that's kind of it so far. I'm sure there's a bunch of stuff. Like I said, I watched five episodes, but those were my main takeaways. Oh, gosh. I mean, I will be curious what they do for next season. I think Ashley will be back. I also think Amber will be back. I think Brie will be back. I don't think MTV cares that much about them fighting, you know? (laughs) I really don't. But that's it for this week. Once again, thank you all for the support. If you want to listen to my Patreon, patreon.com slash Liz Explains. This month I had episodes on 
just like TikTok drama. Princess and I did an episode called Born Behind Bars about a show that's on Hulu. It was on A&E originally that is about women having babies in prison. It was super, super good. Uh, a Sister Wives episode this week. I believe I'm doing an episode on Julia Hart in My Unorthodox Life. So, yeah, come join me on Patreon. It's the beginning of the month. It's the best time to join. But if not, I will talk to you here again next week. Okay. Bye, guys.